Uh, you can lean back if you want, Steve. I'll put it up to 85. I normally have it on 78. So, so all this time, there's been an option. No, because you don't want to just be sounds. putting the levels up massively no, and then sit on really those. far away from the microphone. Yeah. And we'll lean in then. <laughs> yeah, I'll put my feet up there. There's no way I'm leaning in. It's fine. Got the levels. Do you ever listen to it and think, why is, he, why is Jack much louder than Steve? Yeah. <laughs> Mike, no, no, Mike. Hold on, Mike Medallia. Mike Medallia tells a story the other day where he said uh, Lisa, uh, his wife, was uh, sitting on the couch in the front room listening to it on headphones, listening to one of our shows, and he could only hear me. He could only hear me. <laughs> right? He said uh, I could only. Hear was you. it a history episode? He said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said uh, all I could hear was your voice and Lisa laughing. Oh, so, so you know. Then I found a pair of your pants on the right bed. (laughs) (laughs) Which is all, because I don't wear pants. (laughs) Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy. Got uh, Steve Walsh here. Nothing nothing to get too excited about. (laughs) But we uh, have a special guest today who we've been... uh, Steve, you know, I think we've been looking to get Glenn on from the start in a way, haven't we? And in a way, Glenn's been on from the start. Yeah, composer of the uh, South London Hardcore theme tune, close friend and uh, I would say mentor in some ways. (laughs) Glenn Holmes. Hello. A man that uh, regularly puts orange plastic into Google Images. (laughs) <laughs> by his own by his own admittance eBay really yeah you just go straight to the straight to the source yeah. find, the middle, your, find your best rate isn't it mm. so yeah Glenn used to work with us yeah Glenn still works out Waterstones uh, where me and Steve used to work I, me and Glenn worked at another Waterstones together before that that was really the big turning point in my life, I think, meeting you, Glenn, in some ways. 19 to 23, up the street. Yeah, exactly. If you click on About on the South on the Hardcore website, which you all have done at some stage, there's a photo of me and uh, Steve looking probably as smart and as handsome as we've ever looked. That's my peak. Yeah. It's, it's been a struggle up to that point. Oh, it's taken uh, serious, that 363 days ago. <sighs> Close enough. Yeah, taken by Glenn. Took the wedding, the photos at uh, Mine and Lakeisha's wedding. It's true, actually. So that photograph is like a collaboration between the three of us, isn't it? Yeah. Subjects and uh, photographer. Yeah. Yeah, yes. beautiful photographs, yeah. Thanks, Laylee, as well. Lovely photos, too. Don't need to feel left out. Yeah, yeah I was but showing the La- wedding. Laylee will never listen to this, you know, mate. I don't know. With Glenn on it. With Glenn on this. Yeah. We're casting our net wider, Glenn, by having you on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they did that podcast. Oh, Glenn's on it this week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe subscribe while you're here, innit? Yeah. Yeah, Laylee, don't leave any comments on iTunes. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're recording today. Um, we've just missed the uh, hour-long thick of it, but we'll catch up on the uh, iPlayer. And you've all seen it by now already. I'm sure it was brilliant. But yeah, we're recording on the twelfth uh, floor of. Uh, Tower block on the Old Kent Road. That's not too much information, Glenn, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it could be any tower <laughs> Yeah, beautiful view out the window, isn't it? Not so much this window, more the other window where you oh, can see window. kind of... Uh, no, all the windows, today, isn't it? That's remarkable. It was one of the windows. Yeah, it's a huge window. It's very similar to... Uh, in a few weeks, you'll hear our Thamesmead on-screen episode, where Clockwork Orange features prominently. And it's quite similar to Alex's uh, parents' flat. Yes. It is almost <laughs> exactly the same. It's the same design, same builder. It's a Lang, Lang system built building. And um, I've watched Clockwork Orange for years. And I, I think I watched about four years ago. Because you know it was like at odd status, didn't it? And there was like yeah. grainy versions and stuff. Yeah, Jim. Uh, and then all of a sudden was... there was like super sharp versions again. And it took me a while to get around to bothering um, to watch it but I watched it and yeah it's exactly the same layout a lot of the same decor as well it is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. going back to the orange plastic before we recorded I was lying down on the bed and Jack's like slapping my balls it was uh, <laughs> can't help himself <laughs> that is a reference if anyone's uh, taken that a bit too literally <laughs> how long you been there Glenn in uh, this part of well, it says Peckham on your address, but 
as we covered a couple of weeks ago. Vain Peckham. Peckham. (laughs) If I crossed the road there, I'd be in um, SC16. Old Bermondsey. Yeah, some right on the edge. Peckham. I'm probably easier for me to walk to Newcross Gate than it is to Peckham. So that's the old pit move, basically. Yeah. Which is a place in itself. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I always think it as being more Woolworth than anything. But no, it's not, further, it? once you yeah. get past Burgess Park, yeah, it's true. you're it's out, not. you're in... I realise that's sort of coming down on the bus tonight, it's not, no. I always think of it, because it's just like, mm. you sort of go elephant, as it moves away from the elephant, it sort of comes in towards, but then you pass out of it again. And it's I mean, Old Kent Road is a conduit, isn't it? But, you know, if you're on it, you, that's it, isn't it? You say Old Kent Road is where you're at. Where do you that's live, Glenn? Yeah. Old Kent Road, Governor. And again, I think on the bus tonight, we'll have to do an episode on the, on the Old Kent oh, Road. God, Probably yeah. just walking the length of it, mm. and just stopping. Walking tour. Yeah. Stop at that new Turkish place then you were talking up. What's it called? Cafe Gourmet. Oh, that's what I want from a cafe. Gourmet yeah. food. <laughs> Nini's. But they're backing it up, aren't they? They're not just saying Cafe Gourmet. You were saying that the uh, food's... Spicy beef sausage. Yeah. Halloumi included in the... The Mediterranean breakfast, you know. What do you want? If bacon's not salty enough for you, have yes. some halloumi as well. Yeah. <laughs> I did have a bacon and halloumi sandwich the other day from the Grove Caf, oh, yeah. which does like gross calf food, oh, but all, no, but also like decent. Like yeah. there's like a different sausage menu, and like <laughs> there's like you order a coffee, and the first time they give you like some disgusting calf yeah. coffee that's incredibly hot and yeah. tasteless, and then you see they've got a coffee machine. Yeah. Well, what type of coffee would you like, sir? I went to a place yesterday in um, Lewisham, and they had available in coffee which was instant coffee filter coffee which was the little plastic thing the you know the little Dave Friedman thing yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't call it coffee I'm <laughs> <laughs> laughing and a cappuccino and an espresso machine all in the same within about a square metre of each other Options. and they're all listed separately on the menu for largely the same price Probably go for this. All we want, isn't it? Options, then. Options. I, I don't want to sit there drinking a cup of hot water. No. Shouldn't order it then, should I? <laughs> Get out. Well, the worst one was uh, was that play? That was uh, on East Street. Uh, right? Where? Uh, no, was, yeah, on the, on Old Kent Road, wasn't it? Oh, Old Kent yeah, What's yeah. it called? Aussies or something? Yeah, I know that. We went there once after we filmed the Pyramid the Pyramid video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know the one with a very loud out. floor. I said that before we went in and Steve laughed and yeah. then you pull your chair and I was like Aah! I'm not laughing now is it? <laughs> yeah the, the coffee there was uh, it was like hot water milk and then they'd sort of pour a uh, spoonful of instant coffee, coffee on top, coffee on top. not stirred in like yeah. American style <laughs> is it? kind of yeah it's really big and a lot of people drink instant coffee yeah, but they probably stir it into the liquid, don't they, yeah. to uh, allow they it to mix. They might improve because it's a Latin American place. But the place that used to be near Aussies is now in the Latin American place. So that may have better options. I mean, they have coffee as, like, they make it, then, yeah, they? they know, grow it. But then the second worst there, coffee I had uh, Export the good stuff and get in some yeah. uh, Nescafe. Yeah, Nescafe. In the elephant, maybe it's like Yeah. The elephant, when that cafe just opened... Yeah, but that machine weren't working properly, was it, Steve? No, but... Be fair. Then, then why is the shop open? Do you remember that? We all had a different coffee experience, though. Yeah. yeah. My coffee was quite good. Yeah, mine weren't too bad, but Steve yours was, bad, was dishwater, wasn't it? was like three pairs, wasn't it? it was, yeah. uh... Perhaps yours was the first go. Yeah, mine was like clearing out the system. I was like, this is just wrong, isn't it? Yeah. You two were like, this is fine. I was like, is it? Because this seems really wrong. And I had a ball with meat in it. Today, right, Steve, yeah. you'll be interested in this. I had a jerk chicken dumpling from Bagel King. You didn't enjoy it, did you? What's trouble is it's been cooked and then put in a fridge and then microwaved. Oh, right. Nothing's yeah. going to be nice like that, is it? Whereas if you get it fresh out the oven, like a kind of crispy bagel, yeah, yeah. and like a bit of chicken inside, it might be possible. Was it a bagel hangover from last night? I could only eat two. <laughs> <laughs> Forcing down the second one. <laughs> bagel King. So they recently, yeah, you're on the uh, yeah, yeah. On Wolf Road, 24 hours, isn't it? Yeah, infamous. Infamous. <laughs> <laughs> They filmed uh, a Plan B video around the corner from me the day. They in, did? Yeah, very recently. Just out that window there. Listeners. <laughs> so there's a bit of space over there before the next block. There's a square there. Oh, a bit yeah. like my square down there, you know, with all the pointy things, but it hasn't got the pointy things. They filmed it there. 
Yeah, how was that for you? Disruptive? Yeah. <laughs> Artistically worthwhile? No, it was terrible. It was all stage school kids. What was the... Could you make out what the concept was going to be? It was supposed to be setting fire to David Cameron or something. It's a really <laughs> simple, simple message he was mm. trying to get across. Do you feel you live in an ill manner? No. <laughs> not at all. It, someone's obviously driven past in a Range Rover, haven't they? I thought... Yeah, that's that. the place yeah. for that guy we've just booked. They're all savages in that They're building. All savages. <laughs> I mean, other people next door to Glenn—they're not an art lecturer or something. All, yeah, there's all kinds of people in there. It's like an architect down a couple of floors. And, but yeah, they think we're just setting fire to their bins. I mean, I've been in loads of times, right? There's never been any urine in the lift, <coughs> not even once. Why would there be? Exactly. <laughs> You've got toilets, you know. This is uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's taken over isn't it, that kind of image of, mm. and even someone who professes to speak for the uh, to understand the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. will have his video filmed and mm. you know, kind of yeah, reinforcing the same tired, stale, stereotypes yeah. that haven't been true yeah. ever. It's just like elderly people live over there and they had to walk round because it was cordoned off. You imagine some shouty television type. You imagine mm. probably knee deep in them, wouldn't it, telling people they couldn't. Yeah, you oh, can't walk down a road that you live on because yeah. uh, someone who's you know stealing a career yeah. is uh, promoting themselves. Great. We went to it's the uh, second video that's been filmed. There. What was that one? Um, Arctic Monkeys. Oh, which one? It's an Arctic Monkeys video. I don't know. I don't know if oh, from one. I do in there. I'm disrupting leads or wherever from. It's probably on some database somewhere. Yeah, it's the state. Oh, I'll have a look. Someone's just flicking through on their phone. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. It just yeah. send people back and forth to the Aylesbury. This oh. is not the Aylesbury, but you know. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you need to uh, to shot the filming. Yesterday we went to um, a screening of Julian Temple's London: The Modern Babylon. Uh, not you, Glenn, me and Steve, which we thoroughly enjoyed and will cover soon on the show. But in the Q and A afterwards, uh, the journalist doing the Q, conducting the Q and A, was uh, asking a question, and Julian Temple was saying about the film. He would like it to be shown in like tube stations and basically public spaces. He goes, you know, he says, he says he said, something um, under the arches in Charing Cross. Yeah, and he said, uh, you know car park in Peckham right and the and the the girl laughed as if it was a punch as if that was the punchline you know yeah Peckham is not a punchline is it Steve no and there and is a car park in Peckham there's a car yeah, park exactly. there's a car yeah. park in Peckham that's, that's yeah. probably yeah. what he was referring to yeah but she and the thing is uh, not name her but she's um, a journalist with a particular reputation for writing about London and having uh, an intimate knowledge of the art scene so no, if anyone should know Mm, they've got that kind of Dick Whittington kind of fascination with London, where they've come from outside. God she was where. from a different part yeah. of the UK. And they've got this kind of, they impose this kind of version of London that they think is their London that's all St Etienne records. And, yeah, it's, um, uh, it's, the, it's media London, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, you know, yeah Lon- it's, London as a middle class programme, to yeah. uh, paraphrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Return to your villages. Pronto. This is the thing. There must be places in Sheffield that you know you can film things in. Go there, isn't it? Regenerate your own area. Can't wait to get out, can they? No. Oasis, isn't it? Yeah. Spend the first sort of like you know two years telling us Manchester was the greatest place on earth, and then move to uh, Notting Hill as quickly as possible. Didn't make your own place better. Yeah, exactly. One of the failings of this country that there's only one. I mean, this uh, this may be controversial. There's only one major city in the UK. And London, yeah. anyone's. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that, doesn't, that doesn't do anyone. I'm, I'm not saying, oh yeah, London's great, but it doesn't do anyone any favours. Doesn't do really. Doesn't really do Londoners any favours. No, it doesn't do these people who come down, you know, from God, and then they've, they've immediately got this kind of got this idea of how they should be here, mm. and it's all linked to their career or linked to their aspirations, their social media profile. Yeah, just. Yeah, and so that they're locked into this. It's not. I mean, it doesn't benefit them either. They're locked into this kind of idea that they're imposing all their hopes and dreams on us. And it's not right. just the city; it's us because we have to bump into them every day and rub up against them. Oh, them oh, and, 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 and also, we we get pushed out. You know, they yeah. decide they want to live in a certain place, yeah. so they. Uh, you can't live in Campbell anymore, Steve. You're in Allenley. Yeah, yeah. I've been, you know. I'm loving it though. <laughs> I made the best. Thanks for pushing me out. 
No, uh, I'd much prefer to live in Canberra. Of course I would. Yeah. You know, uh, I've got so many positive memories growing up there. And uh, it's just, quite heartbreaking. If you've never rebuilt this on the show, well, no, of course, uh, you know, you could probably go back to Canberra. I don't know if I could. Well, it's just well, uh, in, just it, it, he's not a big earner. Yeah, I know, but I mean, there can't be that much of a difference between now and in Canberra. Well, it's also the fact you're going into tedious details about I've got a, a mortgage. Mm. It's, yeah. so selling, it's a pricey business selling yeah. a house, I suppose. And it? convoluted and complicated. Yeah. Um, no one wants to get in bed with your management company, Steve. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> they don't, know, do they? <laughs> well, management companies, plural, isn't it, of course. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, uh, and, and the other thing as well, leaving aside any sort of nostalgia or romance that I have for... Uh, well, just purely in practical terms, it would halve my journey to work. You know, yeah. I'd be at the centre of, you know, one Men- bus mental health. <laughs> yeah, I don't, mind, I don't mind like, you know, everyone coming here, and oh, people always have, but it's just a different type of person. I think in the last few years, you know, people are not coming here to kind of get involved in the art scene or squat or escape their oppressive. You know, relatives, small-minded yeah. background in a small village. That seems mm. less common now because we're more kind of you know open about things. It does seem, perhaps it's just my experience, but it does seem like a kind of career choice more. Well, it, it just, I just think it is sad that, as you say, particularly when you, when you've got musicians who come from cities that are not you know provincial places. They're from Leeds. They're from mm. Sheffield. They're from Birmingham. They're from Manchester. And they, there's a, you can live a life there, and you must have, in yeah. the same way as I grew up in Campbell, you must have grown up in a place, unless you despised it, and they didn't, because you read a lot of interviews, and they do tell you uh, mm. how much they love this place, you know, um, and will often sort of like trade off the romance these places, but then as soon as they get a chance, they just like up sticks, get down to London. Yeah, but the thing is, it is better in London, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I mean, like, even, but say, that, Manchester. But this is the thing. You can that, live in the good part of Manchester. It's not London, is it? No. But that's the thing. That's what I've been. Well, I was saying about it doesn't be- benefit anyone. Mm. Yeah, I would love that. Do you know, like in the states where you got like even Germany, you got mm. three major cities. Yeah, and you don't have to just go to one. There's a, there's no, but an what equal city? So, like the kind of third biggest city in Germany is not more major than Manchester, is it? In, in equivalent What's that to the second city? city yeah. It's Manchester or Birmingham? Birmingham traditionally is seen as a second city, but Manchester really is. Manchester well, seems UK, much better. In yeah. talk of the UK, I would, I would suggest Glasgow. Yeah. Possibly. But yeah. So, like Germany, you've got Berlin, you've got Munich, yeah. München, you've got Hamburg, you've got um, Hamburg. Frankfurt, not Frankfurt maybe, but you know, yeah. you've got options, and even in France, you know, you've got. Paris and you've got you can go to the south coast and it's a big southern city um, Marseille yeah yeah Marseille yeah. you don't think you can well, the thing is you're better travelled around the UK than either of us I think I don't know actually I don't know about Steve but certainly me I've only no I'm not I've only spent time, the, I spent about an hour wandering man, Manchester before a football mm. match and that's it, really. I mean, I kind of have been to a gig in Manchester and I've been to another football match in Blackburn and stuff. But if you just go to a football match and you spend, you don't even spend an hour or something, it don't really count, does it? But, I mean, you've been to these places, then, Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, I went I to quite a nice coffee place in Manchester. That's the thing, it's <laughs> on a much smaller, it's, yeah, it's like a Manchester Eiffel. So much to but if, if it's nice, if, but it's like a small, slightly smaller version of Brighton. Well, this is the thing: if these, if Around these the beach. millionaire musicians stayed there and invested in the place they lived in, yeah, it, it, in terms of money, it's in more, terms yeah. of time as well, just gave something back to the places they come from. Yeah, that would, you know, then suddenly you'd have these places. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not like music, though. It's mm-hmm. complex. It's like to do with like. The service economy now and the end of industry, and yeah. I suppose these places. Were, when you think back to like these northern cities, the time they were booming mm. with like culture and everything, it was when they were big industrial cities, wasn't yeah. it? As well. What are you then? Forty-three. Yeah. 
just to give people an idea of it because at some point you're going to start saying things and you're like how does he even remember that <laughs> <laughs> also uh, Jack will take any opportunity to paint himself as the, uh, the young gun yeah, I yeah. think it's evident Thir- in our uh, 30 yeah <laughs> 29 <laughs> I'm 29 people will be listening when I'm 30 though won't they some yeah, of them well, some of them you know or when I'm dead hopefully uh, now you so then you uh, you're literally a cockney aren't you you were born within the sound of Bow Bells yeah I don't know yeah where were you born Bow Hospital no no Bark in general yeah that's no, no that's nowhere near that Bow Bells is like Bow isn't yeah, it yeah Bow Bells is very much the yeah. east end of London as opposed to but like Hackney mm. yeah no that's not really that close oh okay yeah I've always thought cockneys applied to Really. It basically yeah, does, doesn't it? I mean, you yeah. kind of... Uh, well, there's a lot of talk in South London about, you know, the use of the word Cockney about South London. The trouble is, yeah, like, say I'm involved in um, football Twitter, mm. right? So people will go, like, shut up, you Cockney. And then, like, like they're coming... That's from someone in, like, Coventry. Oh, okay. or, but no, the, or, do you know what I mean? Or, like, Bolton or somewhere. Yeah. They say, in that case, I'm like, you're an idiot. Co- uh, Cockney is East London. But essentially, they'll say the same Chelsea thing fans, don't they? Mm. They just say it. Yeah, so. people like they're, they're they're obsessed with it, and it's yeah. only really West Ham that are proper cockneys, isn't it? Yeah, like, I, would, I, would, I would say like the East End, and I always think of like kind of the South, of Walk, the South you know, Bank, yeah. yeah, Bermondsey, yeah, the docks, isn't it? The do- yeah, the docks, I suppose. The yeah, docks, so the it's all in the working the Dockneys. industry, the working industry of. Central London, in a way. Hmm. Or East Central. That's kind of, I would always think of that as kind of the Cockney thing. Yeah, so you're not a Cockney, Glenn. Let's just let me finish. Oh, you're not <laughs> a um, So you grew up in Barking, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not that different, really, is it? I mean, East London and South London. Barking, in a lot well, of ways. Um... I mean, I imagine where... I don't know, man. You tell me. Yeah, it's a, South London is more mixed in terms of, like... Um, well, then... It's, oh, it's hard to say. South London is more mixed in terms of, kind of, class. Because you've got, like, kind of... Yeah, the kind, I always think it's South like London... It's with, like... Yeah, the, the middle-class areas in South London are very, very small. Yeah. You can never go very far. Say, even, like, if you're in, like, say, Dulwich Village... Like you're just so close to being in like to, areas that people yeah. like people would have a bad reputation. Yeah, they just you haven't really got that. When I grew up, you didn't really have that in East London. It was all working class. Yeah, they were like the occasional. There were bits kind of further out into Essex, which were kind of like well to do, but this was before the Docklands redevelopment, so it really was one big. Just general working class area, really. There's lots of kind of like cultural stuff going on, and like kind of. It wasn't just like some kind of big council estate, but no, yeah, no. you didn't really come across kind of um, the mix that you get in South London. But traditionally, okay. culturally, South and East very similar, weren't they, in terms of. Bits of it, bits of South. I mean, like, you know, Bermondsey, yeah. Old Kent Road, I mean, yeah. Woolwich. Yeah. It was very similar to East London, but like. In terms of like food and Not slang so much Dulwich or, um, Pat- uh, not Putney, um, you know, Wandsworth, that yeah. kind of area. Well, they're no, the places. It's very difficult to say now because all those areas have changed so much. Yeah. yeah. When I first moved to South London, I moved to Deptford and there was no. I mean, it was just like Eastland. Yeah, de- yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I guess, like you say, it's almost it's a geographical thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're talking about Bermondsey and Deptford and Woolwich, I mean, that's all just the mirror of it, isn't mm. it? They were always the industrial areas, though, weren't they? Yeah. Whereas with Wandsworth and Dulwich, they were traditionally the villages. Yeah. You know, and they were all villages initially at one point, but yeah. stayed villages longer and were the suburbs for longer, weren't they? But Bar- Barking was like its own kind of town, like many decades ago. You know, like, say, on the edge of London. Mm. Yeah, okay. I think it's like. Zone just in just into zone four. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. But like, so I never do it like that. But you walk around Barking, there's like an old kind of ruined abbey, and oh, like okay. a like kind of medieval kind of gatehouse and stuff. And you walk a bit further down, it's got its own docks, and like fishing fleet used to operate out of Barking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Save it for East London hardcore then. Right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, it's like a kind of. Do you know, like, say you get like a bit like kind of. Um, 
Do you know Lewisham? Yeah. Lewisham feels like a little town. Yeah, as we come so now. But yeah, like, yeah Barkin's pretty much East London's. Oh, okay. Lewisham. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Because mm. I've got a Starburger. Yeah, used to have one. Wimpy. Nice Wimpy. In the station, which is uh, almost a building. As I said then, enough about Barking. <laughs> oh, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, uh, what year did you move to Deptford? Um, must have been Or around what? 89. Okay. That was um, the first place you lived outside of... You yeah. moved As soon as you moved out of Barking, you went straight south of the river. Uh, yeah. No, I lived in Romford briefly for about two months. <laughs> that was tough, wasn't it? What was that like? <laughs> Fine, little two up, two down. And something up, I can't remember why, it was so long ago. Yeah, and I moved to Deptford, that was like pros, proper, I suppose. Settled. Fan yeah. of it? Yeah, I've always liked Deptford. When I, when I moved there, it was really good. It's better than it is now. It was more interesting, I suppose. Controversial to say, maybe. But it was kind of spooky. Yeah. Kind of quiet, dead, quiet. You had that massive church there. Well, I lived yeah. right near, I used to look over that church. Oh, lived okay. Yeah, yeah. Shops on the high street, and the high street was dead. Mm. There was like nothing. It was kind of yeah. It was really nice. It was like you'd walk <laughs> along. I remember saying to you once before, I used to get the train. I had a job in central London. And I used to get the train um, into work in the morning at rush hour, and sometimes I'd be maybe one, maybe two people waiting for the London bound train in Deptford Station. Right. So what was it just like the docks were? The former docks were just empty. Yeah, it was kind of estates and all just yeah. But the market would have been there, wouldn't it? It was, yeah. But it wasn't thriving at the time. Mm, no, not as much as it is now. You had the Albany Arts Centre, which was there, which was nice. I suppose people used to come and use that. But yeah, it was. Uh, it seems like anywhere else now, Deptford. But then it seemed like it had a kind of otherness about it. I think some of that odd. still remains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. and I think if anything now. The sort of art scene is thriving uh, tremendously well. In terms of it's no, never a good sign, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a sign that you're uh, probably yeah. We went into this, this gallery and there was like a bicycle that someone had stuck leather sequins on. It's not on. really the art. Yeah. That's fine. I'm all for that. It's what comes with an art scene. Yeah, it's yeah. just this indivisible with coffee. <laughs> it's the same thing, isn't it? If you've got have you got a coffee bar now, yeah, we've got an art. No, it's, uh, you like coffee though, Ben? Yeah, I know, but it's. You, you like. It's interesting, you like coffee you and the arts and you fear them. Well. You like coffee, but you don't like what it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying about the message, all this coffee and all this sending <laughs> yeah. to people. Yeah, it was all the pubs were still along there. Yeah, they're all betting shops now. Yeah. One of those. Betting shops or. It was uh, once a Christian cafe, apparently. Yeah, mm-hmm. mini markets as well. Toast of life. Does this mean I don't have to pay? <laughs> <laughs> Still a pie mash there, though. That's a yeah. bit like, that's a kind of East London thing, isn't it? Yeah. Opposite, opposite each other, yeah. That's quite an East London thing that is kind of, there's a Facebook group called Wolf Now and Then, Notorious. Mm. Um, <laughs> and they go on and on about pie mash. Yes. And not just like Armand's pie mash shop, it's like just in general, there'd be topics like, you know, what is it, Steve? The big one? Uh, do you eat your pie up or down? Up or down. Yeah, yeah, but like almost as if like double, this is ingrained double, double. in the area as it is in East London. So there's sort of I guess that's what you're saying about certain areas. Yeah. Yeah. That linked with like working people in the docks, I suppose. So they're, they're just the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but you go further out, it's all like Woolwich. Woolwich is a bit like Barking, actually. Yeah, I can kind of it has got that kind of East London type feel to it as well. Isn't it? Yeah. But the thing is, you're going further out, but as you say, you're staying with the river still, aren't you? Mm. So it's not like you're going to like Elton, for mm. example, which is uh, Kent, basically. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's got the Kent vibe. <laughs> Nothing to laugh about, Steve. Have you been living in South London the whole time, then? Glenn? No, I've moved back. Oh. Uh, got a council flat. Hashtag plot point. Yeah. <laughs> so I qualified for, for council flat because where my parents live, so I've got a council flat in Barking. Oh, right, okay. Back. How long were we there for? I don't know. Eight years. And then? Moved here. Wasn't there, I thought there was some kind of squatting involved at some stage. No, that was before I got the council flat. 
Oh, okay. And there was that other rented place. I lived in New- I lived on Peach Road for a while. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the place you were paying for. Yeah. And um, yeah, got a cancer flat. Moved back to my parents' house for a while actually. Then got a cancer flat. Qualified. It was easier then. Do you want to tell people what happened, Glenn, when you got this council flat? Because I could tell you what happens now. If you live in Lewisham, for example, if you earn more than thir- if you earn um, more than thirty grand between the two of you, or how you know if there are two of you, if you're a couple, so that's fifteen. If you earn more than fifteen pounds a pound each, which is basically minimum wage, in it, mm. or not much, not much above minimum yeah. wage, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can't go on the housing list. If you live in Southwark. You know, you just you go on a list, and you might as well it, you might as well be in the phone book under yeah, Z. Yeah, it's endless. So I presume it's similar with you, Glenn, was it? No. Well, I was just <laughs> this one, so I didn't have to apply for this one. Oh, okay. But you know, I waited because um, I wanted somewhere kind of half decent um, and wasn't prepared to go and live on this really bad estate I had to wait three months for that <laughs> <laughs> nightmare and that was a single a single man a single yeah. man yeah but there were like uh, like some of my neighbours in here and said because they come under the GLC like really like kind of worse estate like they sent to me they offered me a, they offered me keys on the day when I applied didn't you say they had a big box of keys though? yeah they just you put their hand you in you turned up and they had there was like a big estate in Barking that's still there now it's about 10 or 11 tower blocks right in the centre of town though I mean it wasn't appalling it was fine um, and they um, if you got onto the list you need to qualify for the list it's similar to now mm. I mean you had to be resident in the area yeah whatever um, you could take away a key that day utopia isn't it yeah. There's that bit in the Julian Temple film where the couple were like, "We just want a council flat." You didn't really. Well, that's the thing you would want now. You want a council <laughs> flat. You can't have one, but you never really get the impression anyone wanted a council flat. I mean, that's quite. No, that's a long time ago. No, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. In the a relatively 60s. short period where things got bad in council estates. I think it was like during kind of the, I would say even mid eighties up until kind of mid nineties was like the worst time council accommodation it was when it was at its lowest point it was run down yeah well, I think and with right really to buy as well it kind of yeah the, the, it off it, the yeah. idea is yeah if you buy this you can then sell it and, and go out. and live somewhere else because yeah. yeah. this is terrible it just changed that whole people's mindset but then they've come back I mean this is in a much better state well, well, the states are much better state than they were in 1995 well anyone who um, has looked into getting a house or has privately rented anything knows what a great deal it would be to have a council flat when you sort of see the difference in rent you know you just if you dwell on it it would just send you to a depression mm. and having a, I've just had to buy it um, basically pay for a, a hob for a landlord you know for some guy who's made £20,000 in rent off us you don't get that with a council do you yeah. so but I mean, we don't want to start talking about social housing too much, but obviously the government are not interested in it. And, you know, mm. even the Labour government let us down with it no, majorly yeah, as well. It, yeah. They pumped a lot of money into renovating and doing up what they had. Mm. But that was, there's no just... There's no I mean, they're problems. never going to be as bad as the Conservatives, are they? I mean, yeah. that's obvious, but they still let us down, didn't they? they did. Not you, I mean, me and Steve. <laughs> 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 yeah, right to buy, sort of... it this whole sort of no man van didn't it where before that uh, you had uh, the councils owning the properties and taking care of the properties mm. and the idea was that people would own the properties and take care of the properties but instead what happened people took the money as you say sold it to move out then it goes into private hands and it just becomes a device where you've got people you know uh, yeah. tenants not in residence well, I'll tell you what happened. When my, my parents bought theirs in, under the right to buy, and a lot of people in the area did. And it was fine. I mean, they all stayed there. And it's only in kind of recent years that people have started kind of trading in, you know, the right to buy, the subletting thing. Yeah. yeah. Like buying a place and letting it out. And that's what causes the trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So subletting it, as they Having people who own the Yeah, if one person lives there, mate, it's no different, is it? No. Yeah. I mean, if there's a, a, a house in a. a, a a flat in a block or whatever and one person owns it 
or they rent it from the council, it doesn't make great difference. It's mm-hmm. their only residence. But yeah, like you say, people who've got more than one res, uh, you know, uh, property, that's the problem, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You ever dropped a jar of honey? Yeah, I dropped. Well, I dropped. Oh, because of the mess. It goes. Yeah. And then just starts moving like that, and you can't get it off the floor because it's so sticky. It's full of broken glass as well. Nightmare needed like a spade to get (laughs) it off. When I was pulling that spade away, call the council. (laughs) 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 When when I worked with Fortnum's, we had like two pound uh, jars with like honey comb in them, huge. And one morning... What, a big bit of in the middle? Yeah. yeah. I picked up one of these things from the top and didn't bother to... And it just uh, gave from my hand. And obviously, from the top shelf... gave. <laughs> you dropped it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it dropped onto, you know, 15 other pots of honey that are displayed underneath. Oh. So I just dropped. And as it dropped, I just thought, this is going to be horrific. Yeah. So it drops, and everything just goes flying. But because it's Fortnum's and they use this mad reinforced glass, nothing broke. Really? Yeah, it all scattered, but nothing actually. Yeah. And like everyone came over because it was like the loudest scratch you're ever going to hear. Yeah. And I was looking and thinking, something is definitely. A, but everyone was looking, I was like, something this is, is all fine, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is all fine. So we just like stacked it all back up again. It's great. Didn't smash inside. Probably. Yeah. Oh. You know, the Queen's getting glass on her yeah. toast. Killed, well, I killed three baronets uh, with that one drop. It's a good haul. Did you say baronet? I did say baronet. Yeah. Is that what it's called, not baroness? That's, that's baroness a Baroness man. Oh, like right. A, like a junior well, baron. Well, it's the baron, then. It's two different things, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? Baronet's baron. like a junior boat. Baronet. Mm. Baroness. And what's a dwarf? <laughs> 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 What is <laughs> Baronet? Oh, I've never heard that before. Mm. You haven't worked for it before, no, Were there titles and stuff like that? Were you oh. sending things like countesses and stuff? Yeah. We had the, the account for Buckingham Palace. We were sending things to the Queen, didn't we? Yeah, it? I guess. Mm. But like, you're sending things to the Queen, names. you definitely send things to like, uh, the Duke of Devonshire, can't you? I suppose if they order something. Probably yeah, if they one. pay. Yeah, <laughs> So Glenn, before you were banging out uh, South London hardcore theme tunes yeah. uh, in your front room, you were uh, one. You only once had a seven-inch single, didn't you? Yeah. When, when that was a big deal. That was a big deal then. Yeah. Found out recently, Tom Evans also did. Did he? Yeah. What was uh, what was this band called? Don't know. What was your band called? Uh, Bell Ringers. Good name, Bell isn't it? Yeah. It's on my uh, CV. <laughs> need to listen to Campanologist would that be yeah. the uh, yeah. technical term was that, was that ever in the running as a band name no no <laughs> it sounds like an average band name then but at the time bell ringers it sounded really antiquated and weird compared to like you know Oasis <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we always insisted on the the oh was it the bell ringers mm, yeah. you play anywhere interesting in South London um Played on the place, played Lewisham Labour Club a couple of times. Oh yeah? Yeah, it was good. People there? Yeah, plenty of people. Oh, I've never heard of Stand-up comedy guy and then something else. And, and was it at... Of, uh, you know, Lewisham Library. Was, was it still a Labour Club? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. That's how you got in, obviously. Yeah, so they had like, more, a bit more of a policy of putting on things a bit more interesting. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was nice. Uh, the uh, cartoon in Croydon at the times. I've been to the cartoon in Croydon. Yeah. Cartoon. 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 Yeah. More of a, a, well, I don't know, I always think of it as being a metal club. I don't know if it's still going now. Yeah, it used to be a bit of a mix, I think. Okay. It's, yeah, it's never very good. The whole kind of gigging scene has gone on its arts then, really. It's not like now, it's, it's kind of non stop and come back again. Yeah. But then it was like drift and drabs, it was hard to get anyone. Come out. Come and see, come and see my band. Yeah, oh, I've seen you before. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't. Not go, making that mistake again. I don't go and see Supergrass every week. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, Galsham. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the venue. Yeah, it's a good gig venue. The venue. Yeah, the neighbour side is that. Uh, bands. Yeah. It should just be uh, 
proxy music. Yeah, it's a shame. Nirvana. But, uh, Especially now, that could probably Kings of really Leon C. Yeah. That reopened like, as a proper place again. Yeah, well, the thing is, if you put decent acts on, like, not, and I don't just mean in terms of quality, but I mean in terms of uh, popularity, mm. people will go there and watch them there. Yeah. You know what I mean? People are not going to go, well, I'm not going all the way to New Cross to watch uh, The Chemical Brothers. <laughs> For example, <laughs> finger uh, on the pulse there. All the big venues are in South London now, anyway, don't they? O2, oh, no. the uh, Brixton. You mean the Dome? The two, those two venues. <laughs> no, but the, yeah, every, that's, that's the, the Millennium Dome. The Millennium the Dome. Yeah. Yeah. That's the number one venue now, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. In terms of big venues, so Glenn, you worked at the uh, yeah. Glenn worked at the Millennium Dome. There we go. There's our way back in. <laughs> How did that come about then? Um, Advert in the paper, sort of thing. Yeah, I was uh, unemployed. As you know, people were then. It wasn't such a big deal then. I thought, oh, but this job's coming. Yeah, there's adverts everywhere. There was like even like stuff on the news. Saying, yeah, oh, that's that the sort of thing that comes in there. Yeah. And uh, applied for it. Went for like employment agency. And went for like a massive group interview. Where you had to kind of run around and do stuff. You know, a group interview. I've been to one once, yeah. yeah. I was the only person in a suit. Oh, <laughs> so bad, man. Odium. Yeah. And they said in the first minute, they said that you had to clean. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not cleaning up. You know, I'm not getting a job. I got the math prize four times in seven years. I'm not cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> I could sit through like a 45 minute interview. I had to come yeah. up with a fake advert and act it out. Oh, it was so bad. I should have just gone. I mean, you do all that just for a job working naked. Mm. Outrageous, it was ridiculous. Pay me for this. Yeah. <laughs> the day's work an overtime cheating. And then they gave you the job then. Yeah, gave me the job. And it was yeah, it was really great. I met loads of people there that I still kinda of know and Yeah, it was kind of an odd thing for me because I've never had I don't know, it was just an odd time. I was about like twenty nine. Twenty nine. Twenty nine thirty. Yeah, and you started there and it was like, there was like a real kind of wide group of people, a lot of people like, who were act, resting actors and, you know, all kinds. Big Brother contestants in the making. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just a really great place. It was really great inside. We were like, kind of really sold on the place. We started working there like two months before it opened. Started mooning around every day, really, having little training courses and disability awareness and, you know, everything like that. Yeah. Health and safety course that lasted three days. And yeah, brilliant. It was all taxpayer funded, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I said on the episode where we talked about it. You know, my dad said it was great. Like he mm. went there about four times, I think. With obviously went free with school. You mm. know, just supervising children. But uh, did you get a chance to wander around? Oh, constantly. I was wandering around all day. That was your job, I suppose. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. But really good because you wander around in twos. Threes, fours, whatever you wanted, stop and have a chat. A bit like the Apple shop in a way, isn't it? Which just people kind with blue t shirts just having a chat. Mooning around. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't have specific duties, it was just you were available. Occasionally. To... No, no. I worked in the. Uh, there was a big cinema there that showed a specially made Blackadder episode yeah. on the loop. Yeah. And How I've many seen times that. you've seen that? Yeah. Um, probably six, seven hundred times. Still like it? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's weird seeing something that long. You get used to all the little cues and the sounds and the, yeah. It's like when you edit something, I suppose, isn't it? You it just out. it's really great. But it was like a massive auditorium, really huge cinema, bigger bigger than the IMAX at um, Waterloo, much bigger. And yeah, you could just sit in there. You you're kind of hanging around for that half an hour in case there was like you had to evacuate people on the fire. <laughs> and sometimes you'd sit at the front and just what many people and just lay down on the chairs and put snooze. Were you there when there was the diamond attempted diamond heist? No, I started late that day. It already happened. Oh, Do you have an alibi? People who were <laughs> involved in it. Yeah, there was a woman there who was like was there. And, like, she was like, yeah, she had to give her like a couple of sweet tea and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> was it partly an inside job? I don't know. All right, I thought there was. And I used to work on the central show. But that was, was that acrobats and stuff? Yeah, but like really big, really high quality. Not like the kind of people you used to see. It was like millions of the thrown at this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like Cirque du Soleil. It was much. It was like four times bigger. 
I like the fact you exactly. served the place like some bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no rubbish. No, not no. some terrible. Not something you're like, served the same. You see, like yeah. the height of dome. Yeah. Inside in the middle, they were like in the top there, and, like coming down from the top and all around in. You reckon you served the place written? You, so it was written by Peter Gabriel. And the singer, oh, yeah. the main female singer in it that you heard all the time was the, uh, Liz Fraser from the Cocteau Twins. Okay. And the male voice was the guy from Blue Nile. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, it was really good quality. Yeah, yeah. But like, like massive cast. Because like Peter Gabriel seems like a, not an obvious choice, but you know, not yeah. a surprising choice. But when you start going, yeah, Liz Fraser and the guy from Blue Nile, okay, that is. Yeah, yeah it's really good. good. Yeah. He put it out as an album after the actual music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. And there was like, um, I went up in the dome as well. Like oh, inside to the... it, right to the very top, mm. like hooked on to a thing, going up a ladder with nothing below me. Oh, exciting! You could like sign up for it if you worked there, if you wanted to go up into the dome. Yes, please. So, <laughs> while the show was on, I went right to the middle. You just go right to the top, the very centre of the dome, but inside with like the plastic roof just above you there. Yeah. And like the dancers from the show have got a certain point, they're just sitting in a circle right in the middle <laughs> with their trapeze and just waiting for their cue. It's so spooky. Yeah. They're like sitting there, and all of a sudden they get their cue and they just go. <laughs> 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 it's a real shame. I mean, it, it did have a certain thing about it, you know, if the kind of ethos of it. I mean, it did have kind of corporate sponsors and stuff, but it was kind of like. I mean, at the time, people moaned and said it was. Had corporate sponsors, but compared to now, it was yeah. almost like a, I don't know, somewhere from East Germany. The amount of time that's passed since 1999, you know, it yeah. would seem outrageous now that something like that could be funded by taxpaying. Extraordinary. Now you walk in there now and there's like Nando's in there. Yeah, it seems yeah there is a Nando's in there. You can I'll climb across the top now, can't you? You can walk across the top. Yeah, have you tried that? Oh, you have to pay for I think you have to pay, yeah. They've got that appalling timeline thing now between the station and the uh, arena. Yeah. It's just so bad. It's got like all these touchstones in music, like live music, you know, Woodstock, Live Aid, uh, the Spice Girls at the Brit Awards. It's just so (laughs) bad. The things they've picked, you just can't believe that they can't come up with. They've got some horrible semi kind of exhibit in there, haven't they? The history of British rock. And yeah, yeah. Have they? Well, this was previously an Egyptian thing. Oh. Is it the same space? They just ship out to and Carmen and put in. Yeah, because it was Michael Jackson for a while as well, wasn't it? Oh, this is just so low, isn't it? All of it. Well, it's just it, this is what it's become now is a theme park essentially, isn't it? That's a, which is why you've got restaurants and bars <coughs> and you know. Cinema. Tap. Yeah, I went to see something in cinema actually there. Can't and they've destroyed the internal space of it. The, the scale of the internal yeah. space of the dome it's is what's gone, amazing it? about yeah. it. Yeah, it doesn't look big. Like could that. be any building now, couldn't it? Where it was before, there was stuff in there before, but it was designed in a way that you could see right across. They just built stuff in there that didn't touch the ceiling. Yeah, okay. And then when they had the central, they had an arena in the middle that was massive. But it didn't go all the way up. And then when the show started, the curtains would come down from the ceiling and just enclose it. And just like curtains. And when the show had ended, the curtains would go up. Oh, I wonder if my any of this is on YouTube, man. There's loads of footage of it. Around. Oh, there is, aren't there? I'd just like to see when I was, I was there, yeah. Yeah, it's extraordinary. I don't think we'll see anything like that again. No, they've been a bit like this, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was given a, a mini colour television. Right. Yeah. It's a leaving gift. Yeah. Let's put the thick of it on. Sky was a sponsor. And they gave us all the colour television. Hooked up to Sky? No, no. It was well, just one of those. Do you know what the little ones about that big? This uh, TV is not Sky. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me just uh, get some favourites off you, Glenn. Yeah. Right? Favourite pub in South London? Duke of Sussex in Waterloo. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's back to last week's episode. One saw a fight in there between <laughs> a cat and a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pub was like half full and the mouse was running along the cat was chasing it, you know, half killing it and letting it go. And everyone just kind of watched it. it was nice. Where you nice say atmosphere. Where you say atmosphere. A fight. 
not a fight, is it? It's not yeah, like, but it's not Tom and Jerry. The, the mouse isn't going to put out a sledgehammer. <laughs> I, I say <laughs> fight because it, it seemed to be a point so of focus of entertainment. <laughs> you know, which was good. It was arranged. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like some people going, "Oh, the mouse." Yeah, it's good. Put a tenner fun. on the cat. Yeah, I'd recommend it, but don't go in there if you're, you know, going to moan that they've got no food. Yeah, <laughs> or coffee. Yeah. Or you want to turn the telly off. <laughs> the thing is, though, if, if you go there and they say there's no food, and then suddenly a barman's tucked you into a microwave mirror in front of you. Yeah, it's just wrong. Mixed messages, isn't it? That's the thing. It's a cat eating a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's eating something. It's, it's... And if you do need to smoke in there, please go in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Favourite building in South London, then? You've obviously got a bit of an architectural eye, haven't you? Yeah. I thought I knew the answer, but if you can't think of it. We should do like a mystery mystery. I should get you to write down now what you think. <laughs> yeah. Actually, can I draw a mystery my ear what you think the answer's going to be? Give me a pen. You've got a bit of paper. I'll write down the answer. Write on your hand, and then you You've got a bit of paper it. in there by Glenn. What's the show, Mr. and Mrs.? Is it an old TV show? I can't write on that ornate bookmark, can I? No, that's fine. Sorrows of the Moon, The Journey Through London, Iqbal Ahmed. That's right, isn't it? I quite like the... Uh, Ooh, oh, okay. He will cheat. Right, and then you pass it to me. So you um, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but... Oh, yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or it been. might be an extension building of this oh. show. Oh... But hey, that's, like, that's not like, a clue. Like Darren Brown, mate. Just, uh... Oh, I see. one. I quite like the Haywood Gallery. Which is... Whereabouts is that? It's on the South Bank. Yeah. Nearby. Is it part of the Royal Festival Hall? Not really. Oh, that's what I meant, though, on my thing. Jack, well, Jack has written Royal Festival Hall. Royal Festival Hall is really nice, but, I mean, I like really like the Barbican Complex. That's probably my, no. It's not in South London. No. It's you people. <laughs> you, the barbecue is exceptional, though, isn't it? We talked about this before. Yeah, it is great. I've they're in the process of ruining Guy's Hospital. I've got some kind of cladding over it. Yeah, I mentioned this on the show, and Stephen yeah. Owen Pomery were hadn't heard about it. They put no. in, like aluminum sided, as they would say in the yeah. early sixties in America. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't know. So it can get struck by lightning easier. <laughs> just they can't accept what that building looks like. If people yeah. look at it and they think some terrible mistake has been made. Yeah. But it isn't. It looked like that when it was new. Yeah. yeah. Why is the top bigger than the rest? It's the services. Lift, water. That's what uh, um, Owen's guess was on the show, weren't it? Like plant. Yeah. Why hide it? Make it into a big lump on the top. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a big kind of possible. Yeah. Distinctive. But they're just, yeah, it's like... You, think they can do what they want with buildings, don't they, these people? <laughs> do you know what a barbican is? Um, I only found that recently. It's a gate, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a gate that you would uh, have. And, uh, it, was, it was basically like an entranceway into the courtyard, and you'd wait in the barbican to be judged whether you were working to go into the courtyard. Mm. And I think it's a great name for an arts complex, isn't it? The <laughs> idea of it's a place where you go to be judged and see if you're... Yeah. Laroca Hall Lager, wasn't it, as well, at one point? Yeah, that's also true. Who promoted it? Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly. Was it Billy Connolly? Sports person, as well. Steve Davis. Brian Clough? It would be Brian Clough. Mm. Unless uh, someone had a horrible sense of humour. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite song associated with South London? So it can be from a South London act or with a South London area in its name. 24 minutes to top. You've got to let him write down. No, I, I, no, but the answer I put in, right, was one, was just, uh, oh, I don't know, something off of Low by Bowie. What was I just going to put? And not South London. Either. No, he's South London, isn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't see him in South London. No, even Earth. It trans- really. <laughs> so it's above that. Transcends humanity. Yeah, you're a fan of Carter USM. I was at the time. I, I was into him at the time, which makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it like, does. I was listening to that first album when I lived in South London the first time. I was. Were they from around that way? I mean, uh, the song is only "Living Boy in New Cross," isn't it? Yeah, yeah there's no. loads of South London references. There's taking a pe- peck and one, two, three. Yeah, 
Nah, they they are both. Uh, slightly South London, I think. Yeah. That's lightly South London. Definitely yeah. solid. <laughs> <laughs> Hardcore, isn't it? <laughs> well, of course, yeah. Do you think you're here for good, then, Glenn? Good. I mean, permanently. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. You never know what's around the corner, do you? No. no. But you've got no plans to sort of, you know, do anything uproot and different. <laughs> no, not really. I suppose as you get older, you might think about moving out of London. Going into care. Going into care, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's but you've got that place in the Brooklyn's Arms, the old people's home. I yeah, wouldn't fancy true. that, to be honest. I, I guess it depends how senile you're. Depends, yeah. What I'm saying that, if you're going to be stuck in a home all day, sitting and watching traffic out the window is probably quite entertaining. Yeah, to keep your mind fresh. 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 Yeah. You'd have all your mates in there. You'd get used to the people, wouldn't you? I think there's a lot to be said for an old people, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't I think I've people fear them. them. Yeah. Um, I think potentially there's nothing wrong with them living communally as you get older. I've never been to one, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I've. I will move to another place in London. Really? No, that would be the point. I mean, the point? I'm in Peckham now. Yeah. I'm not moving Where's to a different part of London, <laughs> am I? Yeah, yeah. But does it bother you, Glenn, that you're uh, at the the lowest thing on the Monopoly board? <laughs> no. No, I like that. Quite pleased with that. I'm going to move back to go. <laughs> yeah, if you redid the Monopoly board... Like, it'd be outrageous if they still put it at the bottom. But they probably would, and they'd probably put Peckham Hills out on there. Yeah, that's how they view it. You know, the fat man in the middle of the Monopoly board. <laughs> that's how he uh, judges sound from them. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that. I don't know, they'll probably chuck us out eventually. They'll probably pull us down at one point, wouldn't they? Don't, don't last forever, do they? Constant redevelopment, isn't there? Yeah, but there's no. There never been any actual need, would there? There's no demand, really. It's a bit like the Haygate, I suppose, isn't it? You just keep going on about how appalling it is, and then... Which it is not. Yeah, I've I've never really been in them, but you just act as if it's really bad. They do, and then people living in them start buying into that vision Mm. of the reason their life is all wrong is because of the the block of flats they live in. But also, you you go ten years in the future and look back on that and try to explain to someone... Well, they knock down these perfectly serviceable block of flats. It would seem like nonsense, mm. but people get this hyped up kind of. It's like this block. I mean, people looking from the outside, people you people would go, oh, "I don't want to, I not want to live there." So but like, that, that's, look at the opulence around you, Steve. That kind, of, that kind of attitude has always been built into kind of public policy. Yeah. Mm. That kind of all. It's like. Well, I mean, they've come out and said it almost right? recently, haven't they? We're, we're going to knock down. <coughs> Uh, and sell off stuff that's yeah, kind of improve your valuable chances. and we're going to build more places in Thamesmead for you the thing with uh, I think the Haygate and North Peckham was the design of the actual estates themselves I mean, with the walkways and uh, whereas here you've got very oh, sort of yeah there's uh, an element of it I suppose it's an element of yeah, that yeah. Steve but no, that's uh, only, that only starts happening when you put you know everyone who's just in a chaotic situation all into one block yeah place, absolutely you know but Barbican's got walkways. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what Barbican means, Steve? It's, uh, <laughs> not lower <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and those places that replace the North Peckham, they look run down already. You go along commercial wise. Yeah, my mate lives in, uh, I lived in one of them. And it was just a really badly designed, very uneconomical use of space. Mm. Like it's like a, it's a house. That is like smaller than a flat. Yeah. Like yeah. really rubbish, boxy little rooms. There's some places on Murrow Street where, I mean, I know these people, it's not as if people live in a shanty town or people, you know, sleep in Raphael. Mm. But re- even still, do you see how small the front rooms are? Like these little octagonal front rooms in it. It, made me sa- it makes me sad looking at them. Yeah. Kind of someone's going to have to live in there. And I'm not, again, like yeah. in terms of the scale of his, of history, they're in the top one percent no, of houses to live in. But we've gone from like spacious flats mm. and like the ones they knocked down, the Haygate spacious flats. Um, the what's the other one? Let's do it. The um, Rockingham. No, no, the one you live right now. Aylesbury. Aylesbury, yeah, Aylesbury. Yeah. They're really spacious flats. And, uh, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Into, there's no. 
They say they're not fixed walls or something wrong. I don't even know what, what's going on with Hillsbury because you always hear it being knocked down. My mum's my friend used to live on it, Lil. Yeah. She don't live here anymore, so I'll give her her name. On like Beaconsfield or one of those ones. And like, she had two entrances, right? Yeah. One of them through her garden yeah. on uh, yeah. Albany Road. Yeah. And one of them through like the kind of, uh, you know, walkway block type yeah. thing. And a flat on two levels yeah. with a huge front room. Like, I don't really know you why it's been one, knocked someone down. someone in one once and it has got the big sliding wall? No, the Keisha's mum's place has got um, um, yeah, a, it's a got sliding like a long from between the kitchen, kitchen and, and the... Long, uh, narrow... Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's the same, yeah. Pull it back. Yeah, it's nice, yeah. Just there's no rhyme or reasoning. Mm. When I was involved in that kind of campaign group thing, there was people who lived there. There was someone in the group who lived in, like, the Eastern Block. I guess Poland. She was saying these places are amazing. Why is no one putting flowers on their balconies? And just couldn't get into our mindset yeah. of why people thought they were appalling and needed to be pulled down. Mm. Just couldn't even get. You're, you're taught that you, you know if you if you're living there you've lost. Yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? And you need to get out of there because. Yeah. Well, like we were saying earlier, part of it the whole thing with the council thing, like the stigma of renting from the council rather than the, someone private or owning yeah, a property, like. That's already bad. Like the council house, people go to oh, council. Yeah, like, but it's, it's only wrong ones who say it, really. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's died down. And it yeah, really it's really down. died down. I'm yeah, yeah, people have. Re- I mean, people who've actually had to have any experience of renting yeah. will be able to tell their nans that stop being stop being so stupid. Yeah, like, this is appalling. Yeah, I want a council place. You've got yeah. a four bedroom bungalow, nan. It's just you living. <laughs> they built it. You moved in. <laughs> you mentioned earlier Glenn I think off mic um, about the flats behind Edwards the bike shop mm. and my nan right when my nan and granddad I think they were living I think down that road by the by the uh, old bingo hall mm. they were living somewhere around there and they offered my nan a place behind the uh, Edwards the bike shop and uh, you know her and my granddad who was from Jamaica and they'd lived in a couple of places already mm. but it's, it was a really rubbish little flat she said and they had a bath in the kitchen mm. and she goes oh they didn't offer coloured people nice places back then right she's in a four bedroom bungalow like, <laughs> that was the next place they offered them that they took yeah, yeah. so she's got a point though that did kind of go on yeah no I presume it did I'm not like yeah. kind of council allocation policies like I suppose even up in during the 70s yeah, this would have been. They had this kind of sixty-nine, partly, kind of thinking, or oh, better keep them together, keep people apart so there's no trouble. Yeah. And but what would actually happen is like the black community would get the slightly <laughs> places, and you know. Yeah. So, it but was almost semi-official. But she just, whilst that's the case, mm. she just seems to sort of like regret. Having, uh, I mean, if, <laughs> when I tell her, when I say like we have to pay eight hundred pounds in rent a month, she just it just blows her mind yeah. because that's an in, insane figure. I mean, she can't even, you know, you know what I mean. She was sort of uh, there would be a time where she was earning uh, like a quarter of that a year or whatever. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, just no, uh, my, my my parents' minds are blown when I tell them how much rent I pay a week on a council flat. Mm. They just can't get their head around that. They've got no mortgage. Yeah. Right? And the last time they were council, te- last time they had a mortgage, I think it was £100 a month. And last time they were council tenants, the rent must have been, I don't know, I don't know, £11 a week. Or yeah. Like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. £20 a week. Yeah, I just can't believe it. Okay. Affordable, wasn't it? Affordable like, housing. Yeah. It's £90 a week. Like, £90 a week. <laughs> 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 Where will it all end? Because it's not getting better. It's not getting better, is it? It's getting worse. Well, they're sort of trying to make it worse, aren't they? I don't think there's... Sometimes I think there's not enough rich idiots to make it get too much worse. To make it get... Do you know what I mean? If you were just... Like, the boom was just going on and on Mm. and on and on forever, then it would get a lot worse. But I can't see it going that way. It's just going to stay this bad. It might just stay this bad. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> You're alright, you've got a mortgage, you've got a council place, so you don't need to worry. Uh, oh, you've got a mortgage, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing about banks is, they're, they're understanding landlords, aren't they? That's the thing, you know. 
My, oh, my bank, don't get me started. I've changed all my bank card over because we were supposed to be selling me to Santander. And that's all fell through now. What? Royal Bank of Scotland. Oh, RBS. Yeah, you used to rave about RBS, Glenn. I like so RBS. So you'd go up there, people would walk up to you in the queue with like a... Yeah, and now they're owned by us. Because they went wrong, didn't they? Mm. They're like owned by the state, almost. That's why I saw you Santander. And then they were going to... The EU told them that to sell off all their branches to Santander. But now that's fell, it's fell through. Right. Because of the monopoly thing. Yeah, I just want it to stay the same. I want the state-owned bank. That's the future of the state-owned industry again. Let's go back. Yeah, it's talk about the railways, isn't it? Mm. Well, loads of things. But with the Conservatives in charge there. Yeah, it's not going to happen right now, but... Mm. but when when can we get rid of them? When will they go? Two, two years, is it? Yeah, two years. But the thing is, at the moment, Labour aren't pledging to reverse anything. Mm. Uh, Miliband's going, there will still be cuts. And you're like, why? They're, not, they're definitely not going to work. Yeah. The idea, I was saying, I said this on Facebook the other day, the idea that you cut benefits and that helps the economy. The working poor and people on benefits are the best capitalists you're ever going to get. Every bit of income they get goes back into the economy. Nothing gets gets sent overseas. Nothing gets hidden away. Nothing gets put into pensions. Nothing gets saved. They get get this lump of money and that money goes back into the economy. Mm. It's, It's pure capitalism. Uh, and this thing, I'm a, well, I think all three of us great examples of this. We're, we're pure capitalists. You spend you all your money on comics, Steve. <laughs> well known. <laughs> but this is the thing: you don't want to, ideally, do you? It'd be no. nice to sort of think at the end of the month you could have like, even if you had like twenty quid left over, and twenty quid, I have no idea what to spend this on. Yeah. But it's never the case, is it? No, it's it's weird when you have to try and explain to people why you don't, why you aren't saving money. Yeah, and they go, <laughs> yeah. why don't you just. Why don't you just put a bit away? Yeah, why don't you just put this, this much away a month? It's like, I really can't understand. Yeah, you've got this pile of money in the house, yeah. you know, well, I better yeah. spend that before it goes off. Yeah. It's not how it works. I can't be bothered to take it down the bank. Yeah. And, and you know, I'll take a bit out of my overdraft and put it in the uh, savings account. <laughs> this, this current crisis was caused with a lack of liquidity in the markets, which yeah. was yeah. banks not spending and the rich private, you know, everyone knows this. It's a fact that there's more than enough money screwed away by the super rich across the world mm. to solve this crisis tomorrow yeah. if they yeah. started spending their yeah. money and dispersing their money and paying you know maybe paying the proper levels of tax so that the yeah. government's coffers but, you know the fact that Starbucks are paying zero tax that's not a factor in this I know I know Muslim. yeah these people are paying zero tax but the problem is people on benefits I don't yeah, think so. I think that's got to be a factor as well demonise the poor that's yeah, easy, isn't it? And, and this is the thing: turn the working poor onto uh, you know the non-working poor. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the big trick. Yeah, and it works every yeah, single yeah. time. They do it every single yeah. time. And it works every single time. You know the idea that we're not supposed to hate David Cameron and George Osborne. Of course you are. They're um, evil humans that yeah. are fundamentally wrong in everything they say and do. Yeah, you must really regret voting for him, Steve. I didn't want him. People got like that with the Olympics when the army stepped in, didn't yeah. they? Or were told to step in at full pay. <laughs> yeah, it is that, a bit nauseating, isn't it? No, we're not. We, what war have we been involved in lately where, where anyone's a hero? Like you Hero said, once, like you said uh, once, Jack, they're killing brown babies. That's what they're doing. You, Glenn, described the. Uh, police as uh, football hooligans that have somehow gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs>